What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? And dude, that's yes, it's me, the broke soldier, Zach Scott. Generally speaking, I'm not that broke. And I would have to say, this car was actually pretty good tonight. There were a couple things. Yeah, there was a couple things. There always is. 
sure we'll uh, dive into those. I rearranged some shit around here, and we kick things off with our first official match of the evening for the NXT Tag Team Titles inside of a steel cage. Pretty Deadly defends the titles against the Kree Brothers. Good start until Davy Kent came out there and fucked it all up. <laughs> he I did. know the steel cage is legal, but I was like, damn it. I was like, like but those, those go back and forth. And I see why I didn't mad at me who won because Pretty Deadly is going to me. I prefer the Kree Brothers, of course. I'm assuming you do too. Is It's like, they grow on you. It's just like, the gimmick's just weird. But it works, and they do a really good job in the ring. And the first five minutes is just pretty deadly trying to escape, but it was physicality of the match was fantastic. I just didn't like the part where David Kent had to get involved, and then the, uh, the brother that wasn't handcuffed put up a good fight, and then spoil milk one the second time, one, two, three, pretty deadly retained because of David Kent. Those things fine, but I don't think David Kent should get involved. I mean, obviously he shouldn't. Obviously, there's no reason to get him involved unless you really want to continue this rivalry, which only tells me when Roderick Strong heals up and comes back, he's looking to beat the shit out of Damon Kemp because he doesn't have a tag team partner, so it wouldn't make sense for the Creed brothers unless they want to do a handicap match where they just beat the fuck out of him. No, not- it's going to be the Creed brothers. Uh, uh, that, that, that Roger Strong going against David Kemp unless David Kemp can find somebody. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't have if he doesn't have two other people in his team, he has to face these guys by himself. Because Pretty Deadly's made it clear, unless there's a swerve coming our way, that they have nothing to do with Damon Kemp betraying Diamond Mine. Because the whole point of this is Pretty Deadly wants to prove they didn't need anybody's help to win the titles. They didn't recruit Damon Kemp and the fact that he turned on them was just coincidental. So if it was coincidental, then it wouldn't make sense for him to continue to feud with the Creed brothers. Because again, unless he's got a tag team partner, it's going to be a handicap match. Which, you know, unless you unless you have him kill Bambi's mother, uh, it's not going to make sense for the baby faces to be in a handicap match beating the shit out of somebody. But I will. I did have one other major complaint. And that's this. Why is a steel cage match opening the show? I, I have an issue with that. Because I've seen the other matches on the card. Steel cage should close out the fucking show. I don't care if it's the Brooklyn Brawler versus Harvey Whippleman. The, the cage match closes out the fucking show. The cage match ain't closing out the show. You better have a damn good stipulation for the goddamn main event. So I have that. That's what pissed me off. The steel ca- a steel cage match should not be your opening bout on this show or any other. So I took issue with that. Now, as far as the cage match itself, I thought it was fucking amazing. I mean. I loved the psychology from the very beginning. From the, the dual catapults that caused both those guys to damn near climb out of the cage, I thought was fucking awesome. I even had that one moment where the one dude was fucking dangling outside the cage. 
And I think Julius is like holding on to the guy because I'm thinking one botch and they lose this fucking match. And they did it. Oh my god. But I'm saying if he if he if he accidentally like lets go, like he's like his hands are slippery or whatever, that could have caused them to lose. That would have been a I would have been a botch, especially assuming if the Creed Brothers were supposed to go over. Now that's a good spot to do in this case, though, because Pretty Deadly was going over. So even if they fell out of the cage, it's like, all right, the match ends. We don't have the Damon Kemp moment, and the match ends quicker than expected. But I'm saying, accidents like that can happen in a ring. So you got to be very careful when doing spots like that. So it was risky, but it worked. They were able to quickly pull him back up and get him back in the ring, which I thought was very well done. And, you know, just, just the tag teamness, everything, the brutality. This was a amazing steel cage match. Very well done all around. And on that note, we're going to cut to the backstage area. We see who will be facing Carmelo Hayes for the North American Championship. And, of course, they got Wesley there. They got... Joe Gacy, Von Wagner, and of course, oh, by the way, uh, we both voted, we voted for the steel cage match and that won, so I knew that was a brilliant pick to make, but in this one, uh, Zach wanted Von Wagner, I wanted Joe Gacy, and we got Wesley. We knew, we knew this was coming from a mile away. Oh, God. And then, of course, Von Wagner's <laughs> pissed and walks away. Joe Gacy says he has other business to attend to anyway, so he's not worried. And, of course, Wesley is excited that he's getting a title shot. That makes one of us, Wes. That makes one of us. I don't know. Zach, how do you feel about Wesley getting a title shot? Uh, I already knew this was going to happen. I didn't want him to get it in the first place. I'd rather have Vogue Weiner. I think that big-ass big bash would need some gold around his waist. But what can he do? We already talked about this last week. Like, we already know who's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they handed this shit to Wesley. And I was like... On a silver platter. Yeah. With a cherry on top. Yeah. I was like, this, I'm already know I'm not going to like this main event. That was my mindset at that moment. I am not going to enjoy this at all. Well, I wasn't either. So I was like, <laughs> And... On that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. If we even want to call it that. Uh, we got Lash Legend versus Fallon Henley with Briggs and Jensen. Do you want to call this a match? No, I don't. I don't either. I, was, I thought it could be a little bit longer, but I'm tired of people not, they're not, NXT's not taking Lash Legend seriously. And she gets beaten by uh, Fannie Henley, which I like Fannie Henley, but the reason why, because he came out with, you know, with the cancer kid. I was like, yeah, she's not going to not with the cancer kid. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was her good luck charm. I'm sorry yeah. to say it is. Yeah, that's that was <laughs> look. I understand they're doing Connor's cure and it's pediatric health awareness or whatever, but when you do that, you're pretty much spoiling the, the finish of the match. Pretty Cause much. Because you, you're not gonna put focus on a cancer kid and have that person lose. And so that was really what this was. This was a commercial for Connor's Cure. 
And there's no reason really to have the kid out there if Henley was going to lose because it's not like Last Legend can mock the kid to get any heat or anything like that. It has to be just by the book. And, of course, um, Henley wins with a running boot. Yeah. On Last Legend. Yeah. Fallon Henley, Last Legend. And Fallon Locks lash out with a big boot. Does that make sense to anyone? No. It no, good. It shouldn't make sense to anybody. Fallon Henley does not have the size or the strength to be hitting anybody with a boot, with a big boot or a running boot or any of that shit. That was that was dumb and a waste of time. All right. Then they start showing highlights of what a year it's been. This is the one-year anniversary of NXT 2.0 and how they've revamped the section of the Performance Center and the new the artsy colors that nobody fucking likes on that logo. Boring. Yeah. Basically, it's what it was. Boring. Yeah. Hey, what? One, two, three. Boring. So, anyway. Boring. Yeah. So, they're basically saying, hey. Huh? I understand why they did it. It was yeah. pointless. Yeah. Basically, this was like, hey, here's a year of us taking the NXT brand you all know and love and destroying it in front of you. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tie you to a chair and rape this product in front of you. That's basically what we're doing. Pretty much. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Like, yeah, watch watch as we destroy everything pure about your brand that you love. And yeah. The day it's the day the music died, basically. And on that note, we have an in-ring segment with Toxic Attraction. Mandy Rose says she did exactly what she said she was gonna do. She took one she took out the two best women NXT UK had to offer. When NXT Europe arrives, she may go there and take that title too. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane add Katana Chance and Katie Carr just keeping their tag titles warm. They are the biggest attraction in NXT. Rose says she's on her way to becoming the longest reigning NXT Women's Champion of all time, which I wouldn't mind because I hate Asuka. If there is one thing any everyone should realize by now is they need to put some respect on her name. Alba Fire interrupts and tells Rose that she will be her demise. She will be the next NXT Women's Champion. Jane and Dolan charge. Fire takes them out with the bat. Fire then drops Rose with a gory bomb. Fire goes up top, but Dolan and Jane pull Rose out of the ring. I enjoyed this, did you? I mean, I, I like the Alba Fire part. Yeah, I did. I did. I liked seeing Mandy Rose that little one piece. That's just me. But I like the Alba Fire part where she basically held the belt to her throat. Her little posse tries to mess her up. Mandy Rose tried to hit her with the belt, and she hit nails her. I was like, Sorry, Miss Pretty Mandy Rose. I think you're um, I think you're uh, you're about to lose your belt. And she needs to. I'm tired of her having it. I think Alpha Fire's on what next one on the list. Mm. Oh yeah. And I think Fallon Henley's not too far behind. Yeah. Because they had the little altercation backstage while the other guy is still trying getting nervous around women, which I hope they kill that fucking thing soon. It's stupid. I'm tired of watching the dude stutter. It's like, dude, you're a tag team champion. You've kicked ass in wrestling. 
You should be a swinging dick motherfucker at this point, okay? All the girls want your redneck dick. Live with it. All right. So then we cut to the backstage area. We got Cora Jade, who's basically setting her sights on taking over the entire industry. And goes over her last year of being in NXT, going through all her struggles, turning on Roxanne Perez, and this is the generation of Jade, and blah, blah, blah. Did you give a shit about any of this? No, I did not. I, did, I was like, okay, we understand. You did this. You're healed now. All right, goodbye. Instead of talking, once you get to the ring, and actually prove that you're a badass. Instead of those two talky, 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 talky. Yeah, I. We, I, yeah, we've already we've heard this before. Okay, this is boring. No answer times. So okay. Yeah, and on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We even want to call what it whatever that. the fuck this was. <laughs> The Super Diva Quincy Elliott versus Sean Gallagher. If that dude's not gay, I'm out of ginger. <laughs> oh my god. Ladies and gentlemen. He comes up there on a fucking moped. I can understand a motorcycle or a car, but moped? Like, okay, he was busy dancing half the time and. Sean Gallagher got fucking on okay, but he the Sean Gallagher evidently is a good worker and a good jobber because I was watching I was like, okay, this was boring as shit and very confusing. Who the fuck is this guy? Well, he's the guy oh, that's been doing the these hell she is. He's been doing some awkward promos on NXT and he he twerked on the freaking uh NXT on the turnbuckle. Um and basically, at some point, um, Goldust and Big Daddy V had a baby, and this motherfucker showed up. Because I can see that if Big that, Daddy V or Goldust was a woman. Well, he sometimes acted like one. Because literally, he's posing like Goldust, and he's strutting around like Big Daddy V. That's literally what this gimmick is. And he's got Rikishi's finisher, the bonsai drop. Which is perfect for his gimmick. And it's basically like this whole match was like, what the fuck? I know. I'm wondering what Gator would have to say. All I did was send him a picture and he went, what the actual fuck? (laughs) Don't, Don't you come out. No, no, no. This is, this is, this was just. I don't know what the fuck this is. No, either. What the hell is this? I don't know if I. I, I mean, I don't know. This is one of those gimmicks that's like. I feel like this has a shelf life. This ain't gonna last very long. No, it's not. But let's see what happens. Yeah. Um. Then of course we get to the backstage area. We got Cameron Grimes. He says his partner tonight will be himself because that's the only person he can trust. So, yeah, okay, okay, all right, Cameron. Actually, if I was going to do one, going against two people, I'm like, I need to go find me a tag team partner. I can't be that much of, but oh well, what can you do? Uh, what can you do? Just basically be like typical baby face promo, and that's all we got there. Then we yeah. cut to the backstage, oh, uh-huh. yeah. Then we cut to the backstage area. We got Trick Williams, who distracts Wesley while Carmelo Hayes attacks him from behind. Hayes slams Lee's head with the locker room door over and over again, and the referees break it up. 
Typical hill shit. Oh, yeah. Typical hill shit. I was like, I was like, really? Could you just give the kid just a chance to go against you? Even though you run, you already know that you're going to win. But no, they had to do this route. I'm like, okay, fine. Oh, well. What can you do once again? I was like, this is pointless. Instead of beating the shit out of them, like, shitheads, why don't you just beat them in the ring and go from there? Well, why don't you them in the ring? One, two, three. Well, that was the goal. They bombard him and put him out of the picture because Carmelo's whole thing is you guys are not going to decide who my opponent is. I decide who my opponent is. You know, because I'm the A champions. They were trying to get rid of the guy that everybody wanted. Now, now of course, at this time, we don't know if Wesley is going to be medically cleared to step inside the ring, but we know that was the goal that they did. And that was what they were trying to do, was ultimately put Wesley out of the picture. I thought it was brutal. I thought it was, you know, genius for a heel to do and intrigued to see what happens next. Um, mm-hmm. then, then we move on to the next match of the evening. We got us as a handicap match. It's Cameron Grimes yeah. versus Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stax Lorenzo. I have to admit this match was really good. Cameron Grimes was uh, was doing his own, but then again, the two on one thing, he got the better of him. And all of a sudden, lo and behold, weirdo Joe Gacy comes out and he gives you no tag me. He goes no tag me. He goes no. I finally tagged yourself and Joe Gacy and went in there. And this was good. Ends up being a good tag team match. And the rightful fucking team won. Beat pasta meatballs over there. Good riddance. And uh, and uh, all of a sudden, Joe Gacy asked for a hug. His little posse cut her feet. Shout out to Carmen. And I was like, you conniving motherfucker. But thank God. Uh, it was, I enjoyed the hell out of this. Thank God that that little, whatever you call it, a little PC, it is, PC person of their lost. Hey, <laughs> hey. Uh-oh. Hey, bye, Trevor. Hi. Here we go. Listen here, you bitter fucking leprechaun. Ooh, language. You, okay, you start hating. You, hey, you start saying all this greasy pasta shit again. I'm a bitch slap you to the other side of the fucking rainbow. And then I'm gonna take your pot you of gold. And I'm gonna take your pot of gold and deposit it into my fucking bank account in the Cayman Islands, where you'll never fucking find it. Now we clear <laughs> on this. You fucking hear me? <laughs> I'm done playing these fucking games with you. Don't hate on my culture because we got better cuisine. Fuck off. <laughs> we got better Seriously? alcohol. Seriously, I don't know why the fuck Booch puts up with you. Anyway, let me tell you how this really fucking went down, all right? So you got me and my homeboy Stacks. We're laying waste to this fucking grease ball from North Carolina. Basically smacking him around, calling him Susie, doing whatever the fuck we do. You know what I'm saying? You know, he tried he tried if he tried the floors a little bit, tried to get the upper hand, but eventually he realized we do fucking good for what we do. Alright? He doesn't understand his strength in numbers. He don't play with a fucking head game. The only reason this, the only reason this Fugazi even beat us was because that little, that little fruit pie Joe Gacy freaking shows up 
You know, get get the last name of a fucking serial killer. Who the hell? I feel sorry for his family. I swear to God, if that John Wayne guy ain't in his family tree, I ain't Italian. That's all the way it is. So anyway, this guy takes out stacks for the win. Actually, we're, so obviously we're a little pissed off. But here's how you know Cameron Grimes ain't playing with a full deck of cots. Here's how you know there's a few bricks missing from the building, you know. The wheel is spinning, but the hamster's fucking dead. Alright? Personally, I think the hamster shot himself, but I, I I didn't see nothing. I didn't know nothing. Don't subpoena me. So anyway, they win this fucking match, and what happens? Cameron Grimes, he's an ungrateful little shit. Right now, he should be kissing Joe Gacy's fucking feet. Whether he joins this schism, schism, jism, whatever the fuck the name is, he at least deserves to send this guy a fucking gift basket and a thank you card. Because if it wasn't for Gacy, we'd have mopped the floor with Cameron Grimes. In fact, they would have changed his name to Alice because I'd have sent him boom zoom to the motherfucking moon where he wants to go in the first place. That's what the fuck happened here. But trust me when I tell you, both these guys, whether they team up or not, they mess with the Don. So now the Don is going to get his revenge. Any questions? How do you like to take a garlic toast? One, one little crispy, crispy or just normal? How do I take my garlic toast? Mm -hmm. Off your sister's ass. That's where I take your garlic toast. I don't have toast. a sister. Really? No, you mm -hmm. have a sister. She just don't call you anymore. Oh, okay. All right. There we go. Now, now that we got that out the way, I get, yeah, so like I said, Grimes ate a ticket to mayhem. So that's what happens. He pushes Gacy away, tells him he doesn't need him. The dyad attacks him. He hits the ticket to mayhem. Gacy hits that little handspring lariat shit. They leave him laying. End of fucking story. And on that note, we cut to the backstage area. We got Tyler Bate. He says, with all due respect to Braun Breaker, he wants another shot at the NXT Championship. Bate has history with JD McDonough, and if he wants the NXT Championship, McDonough has to go through him. Basically, what he's trying to say, I want one more shot, but he's got to—he's got to take take care of uh, McDonough first. McDonough against Taylor Bate for the number one contendership, and we go from there. We all know who's going to win that one. No, honestly, we don't. <laughs> I mean, you—you you know who's going to win? Who do you think's going to win? McDonough. You think McDonough's getting the shot? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, Tyler Bate's a badass, so. The time will tell who take who's gonna get the uh, the shot, but you know he wants a shot at the NXT Championship. The, Braun Breaker's not gonna have a problem with that. That's the thing. Doesn't matter who it is. Everybody wants to be the NXT Champion, so that makes sense. He's saying, "Look, I don't hate Braun Breaker, but I want that NXT title." So I was like, "All right, come get it, son." So this is gonna be. Of course, we're gonna see this match next week, along with Toxic Attraction against Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley and. We're going to see the second match of that best of three with um, Nathan and Axiom. That's going to be next week, too. And then 
After that, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons versus Ariana Grace and Kiana James. Did you enjoy this? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did too. It was actually good. Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons, they work really good together. I like the part where Kiana James got pissed off, started having a little tinter chanter, and they got a couple moves in. Zoe Stark kind of got a lot more moves in, and then one, two, three, you see Nikita Lyons with that beautiful pin, and it was glorious. Oh, yes. It's always nice to see a split leg drop. Yes, it is, especially... Well, he's not a dude. I'm okay. Yes. Of course, especially when you got you got Zoe Star, you got Nikita Lyons, you got Kiana James, as I like to call her hot Patitia. So Patitia. Absolutely. So that so either way, it's it was a great match. All these women know how to wrestle. It was great tag team action, great work environment. It was well done. A well done tag match. Mm. And Yes it was. Yes it was. And then we cut to the parking lot. We got Malik, Blade, and Idris Anofi discuss how messed up it was that Schism attacked Cameron Grimes. The Dyad walks in and attacks Blade and Malik. Mm. I don't know why this was here. This was pointless. I was like, okay, what are these two bums doing out here? But, okay, whatever. Yeah. All, that last about 30 seconds got broken up. I was like, this was pointless, but okay, okay. Yeah, security comes to break it up. Another guy says, you got to get ready for your match and kicks him away from everybody and... Then we go to the backstage area where Wesley's getting worked on by the trainer to make sure he's medically clear to compete. And then... We move on to the next match of the evening. (laughs) Javier (laughs) Bernal versus Hank Walker? (laughs) What the fuck? I don't know what to think of this, man. What do you? Um, I am confusion. <laughs> I'm very confused. Like, okay, uh, he's a security guard. He comes out there like, like, don't get me wrong, the dude can move. I was like, okay, but he realized he was just a security guard that that this Javier guy was being a prick to. He's like, okay, let's see you turn this ring, see you can back it up what you have to say. Yeah, so, I don't know. I did not know what to think of this. I was actually laughing my ass off. I mean, like, and he, and the Hank Wheeler Walker guy was way the fuck over with the crowd. So they were into him. They don't like this other guy. Javier, whatever you say his name, but that's actually a confusing match, but an enjoyable match. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. This, apparently, that uh, Barrett notes on commentary that Walker is a prospect, but is working primarily as a security guard in NXT, which. That's a clear indication that I need to pay more attention to the commentary because I don't really. Because my first question is, why is the security guard kicking ass in a ring? That no security guard should be that good a wrestler. Something ain't right. So basically, he's training the performance center, and they got him working as a security guard. No, no. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, is he working as a security guard to pay his bills? Does he not get paid enough at the performance center? Like, what? What's the what's the issue here? 
We need, I need more elaboration than that. Like, is being the security guard a way for him to make extra money while he's training? Because there are some people who, when they're training, they go and get, at least when they're working, like, at wrestling schools and stuff, they're usually working other jobs, you know, while they're training. It'd be pretty cool if there was a professional wrestler who shot before was a dishwasher. I know there was one who was a server. I think I think a lot of them were. I think a lot of the, the, the women wrestlers were servers or bartenders at one time in their life. Yeah, well, most most wrestlers are bouncers. That's what a lot of them. That's a gig a lot of them had. Like. Um, I know the Road Warriors were bouncers before they got in the business. Uh, John Cena was a bouncer at one point. I know um, Jesse Ventura was a bouncer at one point. I can't remember who else might have been a bouncer, but I know those guys primarily, they had jobs where they were bouncers at, at bars and clubs for a while because of their physique and their size and the fact they didn't take any shit. So we now find out that Braun Breaker is the NXT Superstar of the Year, which Grayson Waller was not too happy about. And obviously that makes sense. And of course, you know, Braun Breaker talked about uh, the great year that he's had and how surreal it was because he's was relatively new to the business when he, uh, you know, first came to NXT. He'd been in the business like barely a year overall. So it's, you know, talking about how he's had to learn really fast and get a lot of things done and, you know, really doing well. And then we have the in-ring segment with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. We now find out that Wesley, well, he ain't going to make it out. Looks like they put him out of the picture. So Hayes says Lee isn't going to make it out here. He did Lee a favor. Lee doesn't know what it takes to be the A champion. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Hayes, Hayes has the biggest crown and the heaviest head. And next thing you know, solo Sequoia's music hits. Sequoia stomps to the ring. Hayes is waving his hands no. Sequoia says, like he said before, he's got next. Sequoia decks Hayes, dumps Williams out of the ring. Awesome. Uh, I was like, who's going to come out then? I was shocked with Sequoia. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And I was like, yeah, 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 you took that Wesley, you're a chicken shit asshole, fuck you, bye-bye. I was like, yeah, okay, you're the hill coming, I took him out, so I keep the team, I built. Like a typical hill would do that, ladies and gentlemen. But, as soon as Solo came out, I was like, yes, and that case, share with the sir. And that's when the fun starts. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we have our main event of the evening for the NXT North American Championship, Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams defends the title against Solo Sequoia. One word. Stellar. Am I right or am I wrong? 100% right. This was a stellar oh my fucking. main event. These two blonde young gentlemen beat the living shit out of each other. For a second there, I thought, uh, what, uh, Miller was going to win, but I mean, he didn't, but um, Trick Williams even was being sneaky and still, and it was back and forth brutality for a second there, I thought Miller was going to win, but then all of a sudden, 
So that hit Strick Williams. Uh, then he flat and out uh, uh, Carmelo. One, two, three, and the new North American champion, Soya Sequoia. I did not expect that to happen. Me neither. I was like, I was like, come on. I was like, oh, so I was like wait a minute here. What? <laughs> I never would have guessed Sequoia would have showed up. I never guessed Sequoia would have won the North American title. And now we got to figure out, like, is he bringing the title to SmackDown? And if he is, why? Like, that's the part that's bugging me. What is the point in him being the North American champion now that he's on the main roster? See, to me, I would have rather he won, like, the Intercontinental title or the United States title. That would make better sense to me than him walking around with the North American title. That That's the only thing I'm finding confusing. Like, again, I'm not necessarily mad that he won the belt. You know, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, Carmelo Hayes needed to lose that belt eventually. I'm just confused on how this is going to play out in the future. What's the long-term plan here? Is he gonna is he gonna be on NXT and SmackDown? Like is he just gonna oh. flip flop back and forth? Is he gonna defend the title on SmackDown? If like somebody beats him for the belt, they can go to NXT or whatever. Are they gonna call and are they gonna bring NXT people on to SmackDown to wrestle him? Like what 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 is the what is the thought process here? Because if the main goal is just to have so the everyone in the bloodline can have a gold, why not have him beat Bobby Lashley? Why not have him beat Gunter? I mean, you can't tell me Sequoia's not badass enough to beat either one of those guys. I would have I would have had him beat Gunter. Take the Intercontinental title. That would have made more sense. I mean, I just don't know what they can do with him as North American champion now that he's on the main roster and in the bloodline. That's the only part that confuses me. But outside of that, it's a stellar main event. Both these guys put on one hell of a fight. It was an ama- it was amazing. The crowd was on their feet. And it was a shocking ending. Because I don't think, like I said, no one expected Sequoia to win. Nobody. But it made sense to end, you know, Carmelo's run. But, like I said, for this to work, Sequoia needs to, needs to go back to NXT or may, or flip-flop between the brands because... You can't have you can't just not have a North American champion on the show. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> I hear you, but maybe they can put this put this into something positive. The show deserves gold and finally coming out doesn't have a title anymore. Yeah. Think about that. All right. 
Yes, and that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT. Zach, as always, I thank you for taking the time and your busy schedule to join us, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely. And uh, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Anchor. Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcast, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We got archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at theboochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Go to our YouTube channel. Check out all of our video content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. Where we do our live wrestling watch parties. The next one will be Saturday, November the 26th at 8 p.m. for WWE Survivor Series. Also, check out our D&D show, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special project we have in the works coming soon. Also, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. The first level is $0.99, cents, $1 per month. Second level is $4.99, $5 per month. Third level is $9.99, $10 per month. Pick the one that works in your budget and help out the show. You have the option to pay with your credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money that we raise goes back into the show. We can upgrade our equipment, bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of everybody who works very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host, you deserve to be paid for the, all their hard work. Anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And until next and until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.